Introducing the Chill Chat Podcast with your host, DJ The Dirty Dangles and Liam The Laser Honer. Welcome to Chell Chat. I'm your host, Liam Mahonen, and DJ Delaroca. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Uh, an unnecessary round of applause was needed, but hey, you know what? I'm not complaining. Uh, welcome back. If, uh, if you haven't listened to us before, we have had many inter- iterations of our podcast, but uh, this one's here to stick, so uh, we're happy to be back for good. And uh, yeah, looking forward to making a lot of fun uh, episodes for you guys in the future. We got a lot of fun topics uh, that we're going to talk about, including this one today. Oh yeah, stay. Uh, honestly, it's great to be back, and stay tuned for a lot more episodes to come in the future. So, without further ado, let's kick off uh, this episode with uh, a little fun stuff. Uh, so, as you guys may know, February fifth, uh, two thousand twenty-one, in Las Vegas, Nevada, will be the NHL All Star Game. Uh, we did not have one last year, so this will be uh, the first All Star Game since two thousand twenty, if I'm correct. I believe right. so, yes. And I believe the last All-Star game was hosted in St. Louis, right? The 2020 All-Star game was St. Louis? Yes. Yes, so it's been two years since an All-Star game. Um, so we're, we're getting treated to one now in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm quite excited for that. I feel like there's going to be a lot of fun for both the, player, the players and the fans. Uh, Vegas is a very good atmosphere, a uh, good fan base, a little bit of an overrated fan base. And I hope that wasn't a very controversial topic to hit off right off the bat. I'm just going to say it. Uh, new franchise, you got to embed yourself within the league for to have a great fan base. But nonetheless, it's a nice atmosphere. I like the pre-shows they do and stuff like that. So I feel like it's going to be a fun time to see an NHL All-Star game come there. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, you know what? Vegas fans are very passionate, and I like that. And as well, they've been blessed with a uh... – very good franchise and with a lot of hockey winning. So that's, it's pretty good. I mean, Definitely good jealous of that right now. Good, good fortunes come to Vegas, right? You got to gamble. <laughs> hey, wait, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you got to gamble when you're in Vegas. So who, who knows? I think Jack Eichel hit up the slots machines when he arrived in Vegas, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, I'll just break it down for you guys real quick in this episode. We're just going to go over the All-Star game and our, and our personal opinions about it. Uh, so right off the bat, we'll talk about the captains. Uh, the Metro captain being Ovi, uh, the Atlantic being Austin Matthews, our Central captain being Nathan McKinnon, and our Pacific Division captain being Connor McDavid. Liam, what are your thoughts? I like the captains. What can I say? Matthews, very, very good player. And uh, obviously, like in the Atlantic, I'm not really sure who else you'd give it to. I mean, unless you want to give it to Huberto, but even then, like Matthews, I think is on a like is better so uh, i believe that is a good selection i think personally when it comes to the atlantic division um i kind of feel like in like just as in with the pacific i feel like matthews is someone you can't really take away the captaincy from because of how well known he is how much of a great player he is i would argue he's a top three player in the league and i think many people would stand behind that He's an amazing player. He's a, a centerpiece to the NHL, like as a franchise of, of itself, like a business. They market Matthews a lot, just like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, the big names, right? 
So I think Matthews will be a Atlantic division captain for the foreseeable future. I don't really think there's anybody to challenge him. So that was just a given one for me. Uh, with Ovechkin, um, I'll be honest here. This is going to be a very controversial opinion. I know, Liam, you're going to jump at me for this once I say it. You know, it. we've talked about it before. I like Ovechkin a lot as a player. I don't think he would – I don't think personally he should have been the captain for this All-Star game. And I'm going to tell you who I think. I thought Sidney Crosby should have been the All-Star game captain. The amount of firepower and star power and just elite players that are the captains this year, like the only guy missing is Crosby, right? Like you got McKinnon, you got McDavid, you got Matthews. You're just missing Sid. Ovi's a really well-known player. He's a great player. He's the, one of the faces of the league. He's the face of Washington. But – if you're really trying to market and get money, which, you know, the NHL doesn't have much money right now. They lost a lot last year and the year before with COVID. I would have personally had Sidney Crosby. I think that would have been a better tactic. Liam? I, I'm not going to stand for that. I think Ovechkin was the right choice, especially considering, like, how they're, like, playing this year. Like, Ovechkin is near the top of the leaderboards at, what, age 36, 37. I think it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't think you – it's an argument that like uh, between Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin in terms of the captaincy. Cause I just think Ovechkin's just been much better this year, but I could see what you're talking about as in like Sidney Crosby could be more of like a well-known name, which is why he yeah. should be up there. And, and you, you got all the right in the world to say that OB is the better player this year. Um, career wise. I, I think this is another controversial topic there. I think Crosby's got the better career than Ovi. I think most people will say that Ovi is the better goal scorer. We all know that, but I think Crosby is the more well-rounded and better career. Um, I Like I said, though, from a marketing standpoint, just to have those four dudes swap Ovi with Crosby, I think that would have been, like, awesome for, like, guys like our age, right, and, you know, and our, uh, our late teens, right, going into our 20s at some point, and for, like, some younger people too, right, the people who grew up with or growing up now with, like, Matthews and McDavid. For us, we kind of grew up with Crosby and Ovi. So to have a mix of both old names and new names, to me, that would have been, like, the best of both worlds, if you get where I'm coming at from there. Yeah, I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. So I, I think that's basically all with the Metro. Uh, <laughs> we'll wrap that up real quick. If you want to talk about the Central first and your selection of Nathan McKinnon as captain. Oh, yeah. You know what? Nathan McKinnon, great selection from Colorado. As many people will argue, he's definitely a top three, four player in the league. And I don't really think anyone else in the Central can really argue with him, especially considering the players who got selected to the All-Star game. I just think that Nathan McKinnon deserves this, especially with uh, past performances like in the years before. I do think that he deserved this captaincy. I 100% agree with you on that frontier. I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. I think Nathan McKinnon's the best player in the Central Division. I don't think anybody can challenge him for that. Um, however, I would have not been surprised if Kirill Kaprizov was voted captain. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. No, just, Interesting. Just, okay. I, like, I'm not saying – he's not my pick. I would have picked Mc, McKinnon as well. However, from, like, the hype that Kaprizov or Kaprizov, whatever, however you say his name – has gained in the last year, I would have not been surprised if the fans voted him as the captain. That's all I'm trying to say. Right, yeah. I do understand where you're coming from. And let's be real, Kirill Kaprizov is an amazing hockey talent. There's no question about it. Very as, good player. But I do – I will st- say that McKinnon does deserve to be all-star. But I will say Kirill Kaprizov could be a captain, like, for the Central Division in the future, along 100%. with potentially Kale McCarr. 
Oh, that's that's somebody else I was going to mention. You're 100 percent correct, man. Like the, these are guys who are very good players. Um, they're elite. They're elite all stars caliber players. That's why they're at this game. And uh, talking about elite, amazing superstar generational talents. Um, no questions asked who the Pacific captain is. It's, it's Connor McDavid. Um, I don't think we really need to harp on this. McDavid is the best player in the league. And I think that's, that's really, it. I don't think anybody will challenge him for the Pacific captain anytime soon. Oh, I totally agree. Like Connor McDavid, I have, I have no words of how good he is. He's like a step above like Nathan McKinnon. Like he's a step above every other player in the league, including, like, maybe even, like, with, like, Nathan McKinnon or Austin Matthews, I still believe that Connor McDavid is a whole other level just through the sheer production and, uh, I guess, kind of, like, finesse that he that he does, like, how much skill he has combined with all the athleticism. I just believe that he's on a whole different level, and especially in the Pacific Division, there's no one to challenge him for the foreseeable future, probably, like, maybe 10, 12 years. 100% bro. I, I could not agree any more with that, that opinion. That is spot on. So with wrapping up the captains, uh, I think we should go backwards from Pacific to Atlantic now on what we think of the rosters and um, who we personally wanted to see on the main rosters because we're going to get to the last men in after we finish up the rosters. But So let's not touch on who the last men in yet are and we'll finish that up at the end. But let's just talk about the rosters themselves and who we would have liked to see and who we think was snubbed. So, Liam, if you want to start off with the Pacific, just run through the names. Tell me if anybody you see is a question mark or somebody you would have wanted to replace. Overall, I think it's pretty solid, if I'm going to be honest. Although I don't really agree with the, like, one person. Like, every team has to have an all-star. I don't really agree with that a whole lot. But going by that, I don't – I think it's a fine list. The only – Thing is, maybe Adrian Kempe would be like going in. Sorry, would be taken out and maybe put in like Drew Doughty. But even then, it's not really like a strong. I don't really have a strong feeling about that. I would disagree. I would probably say if you're taking out Kempe, I would have put Kopitar. Mm, Okay. I I I remember last year Kopitar was having a really good season. I remember he was pretty hot to start this year. I don't know if he's keeping up the same production. Um. We'll look into that at some point, but I, I, I personally think Kopitar. Um, I totally agree with the whole what Nathan McKinnon said about it. it's not a participation game. It's 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 an all star game, so it's got to be the best of the best, not just you know, hey, you know, Arizona, here you go. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to pick on Arizona. I'm just using that as reference. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So on that note, the thing that pisses me off the most, okay, is the fact that Vegas is the home team and. They only got two guys going. Like when St. Louis hosted in 2020, and even before that, when Tampa hosted and and San Jose hosted, uh, if I from my if my memory serves me right, the home team at least has four people, right? Yeah, they usually have around like three or four. Like when St. Louis hosted, they had Petrangelo, Bennington, Tarasenko, and O'Reilly. When San Jose hosted, they had Burns, Carlson, uh, was it Couture? Couture yeah, they had Couture, right? and I'm I'm pretty sure they had Martin Jones as well. It I was either it, it was either Jones or Hurdle. Or right? yeah. And then when Tampa hosted, they had Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, and Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. So 
Like, dude, honestly, I don't understand why, you know, they couldn't put someone in. Like, dude, Chandler Stevenson's having a great year. I would have put maybe Chandler Stevenson. Maybe Shea Theodore, dude. Like, Robin Leonard. Where's Robin Leonard? You know what I mean? Like, they're I, – I, I don't think they got snubbed, but I think of the rule where the home team has the more guys, I would have liked to see Vegas have at least one more dude. I think two guys on the roster is a little shitty, if I'm being personally honest here. Right. I do I do understand where you're coming from. But I guess that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles, I guess the saying goes. But also to check up on Anze Kopitar in 42 games played, he has 36 points. Okay, with a plus so minus of seven. Although, like, I will still stand by. Like, I think Drew Doughty should just went in because of the sheer point production and the plus minus rate, like, which kind of indicates about defensive end, like, slightly. Yeah. So in 23 games, he has 21 points and a plus four plus minus. That's pretty good. So mm-hmm. I want your personal opinion on this. I don't think I've asked you as a Sharks fan, you know, you're in the playoffs right now. What do you think of Timo Meyer going to represent your team? What is you, what is your personal opinion thoughts on that? I am totally fine with that. If I'm being honest, Timo's had an amazing uh, season so far, especially with his five goal performance. The uh, I believe it was last week. Yep. It was amazing, right? And you rarely see that. I just I am totally fine with Timo going in. And let me just pull up how many games he's played. He in thirty seven games played, he has a plus minus fifteen. Well, I guess a plus fifteen and forty six points, which is let me just say is well above any other shark. Like. No other one even comes close to that kind of production. Out of all the main peoples that you might see, like in the All Star uh, uh, rating, like uh, Logan Couture, Thomas Hurdle, Burns, Carlson, the closest one in plus minus is Couture with a plus two, which is saying something. So I am totally yeah, so, fine with Timo making it. So what Same. you're saying is, so you're, what you're just saying is, it's the Timo Sharks, not the San Jose Sharks. Timo time. It's Timo time. Let's go Timo, baby. Um, just wrapping up the rest of the divisions, I personally really like the goalie selections. I think John Gibson's a very underrated goaltender, and I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Vancouver guy. I, I like Demko. Uh, besides that, the only question mark I have is Jordan Eberle for Seattle. I think Jared McCann's having a better season on Seattle like by saying that Seattle's a pretty bad team. Um, so for me, I would have liked to see Jared McCann go, you know, he's a Leafs legend. So I would have liked to see, uh, Jared go instead of Everly, but that's really it for me. What about you? Yeah, that's really about it. I do understand what you mean by like Jared McCann versus Jordan Everly. Although I just think they're kind of interchangeable. I don't really sway one way or the other, but other than that, like it's a really, I would say it's a pretty solid ranking overall. The only thing I would also say, there's only one defenseman going, I didn't really yeah. process this until looking, but like it's only Alex yeah. Petrangelo, and I don't so think how, that's fair. How are they? How are they gonna? Well, I mean, you could put Mark Stone on defense, but how are they gonna play the three on three? You gonna just run Petrangelo for the whole game? <laughs> My best guess is they're probably gonna get like uh, another forward to go back. Like maybe they might get Mark Stone to go back. I'm not really sure how that's gonna work, to be honest. But good, good luck yeah. to them, eh? Good luck. Oh, that is a trend. Hold on. As I'm going up these lists, there's only one division with three defensemen. So the next division we're going to cover is the Central. And they also have one defenseman. So oh, we'll yeah, start with do. that. We'll, we'll start with that guy because he's uh, quite a good defenseman. That's Kale McCarr. 
Um, an oh, yeah. unreal season for this guy. Um, he should be a forward the way he skates and shoot the pucks. And, you know, he, he's going to probably have 30 goals. I'm going to call it right now. I could definitely see a 30-goal season out of this dude. I would probably say a lock to win the Norris. Ooh, That's okay, all I okay. Say about I do like that. I as well. Like, Kale McCarr's an unreal defenseman. Like, honestly, if he plays his cards right, he could end up as one of, the, if not the best defenseman the league's ever seen. I, yeah, I think he's got this different game, this different side to him, a really good offensive side to his. His defense is a little weak, and, and I'm like I'm going to touch on that as well. I'm going to bring someone else up. Him and Adam Fox, I've told you this before. Mm-hmm. I like those two guys, but I don't like them as much as someone like Mira Heiskanen. A defenseman's supposed to play defense, not predominantly offense. Like They're supposed to pitch in here or there, but the whole point of a defenseman is to you know defend. Um, so I think Kale and Fox's defensive game, it's good, but it's not great if they want to be, like, an amazing defenseman. So I think they got to work on that a bit. But besides that, man, I can't really say much about both of those guys on that note. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, told, I, do, I do understand that. I may not really – I may not agree with that because I just think that offense, at least especially in today's league, offense is more valuable than defense. But I do understand that, like – Defensemen should try to aim for more of a two-way game rather than just an offense. But that's hey, if if you're getting more than a point per game from Gail McCarr, like he's doing right now, hey, I'll take it. I will gladly take that. Well, I just right? wanted to get your opinion on that, dude. You were quite the offensive defenseman back in the day. Yep, I was, but I always try to strive for a uh, two-way game. But I will always keep this like consistent. I offense will a lot of the times just be uh, over defense as in it's just more valuable in today's league, which is why a lot more of offensive defense are game more so Norris conversations rather than strictly defensive defensemen. And like on that note where you bring that up, right? Like I personally think uh, that the Norris should be given to someone who is both a great offensive and defensive tri- contributor. So that's why I feel like someone like, this will be my life bias again, but I'm going to bring up somebody else after. Someone like Morgan Riley doesn't get talked of enough for the Norris. And he's a bit – he's under what Victor Hedman is, but he he is kind of what Victor Hedman is in the same note, if you're trying to get what I'm saying. He isn't Victor Hedman, but he's close. Like, Morgan Riley's offensive game and defensive game is both elite. Like, right. Morgan Riley has barely any holes in his game. Victor Hedman is on another level. Like Victor Hedman's amazing, but Morgan Riley is is a very very good defenseman that sometimes gets overlooked by all these other guys. Right? Yeah, you're saying like Morgan Riley's basically a, just a slightly watered down version than Victor Hedman. I believe so. Right. He doesn't have the size in the body, and he won't hit, but he plays a good hard game, both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are definitely the defensemen that I think, like, they definitely should get more recognition, especially for playing an elite defensive game on top of elite offense. But I will, but once again, I still think that offense is just more valuable than defense. Although you could potentially say that they could be like a bit less like equal, you could say like defense may potentially could be more important in the playoffs. That's the whole different ball game, right? So, so, let, so let me ask you this before we – like, we haven't even touched on this roster yet, but I'm going to ask you this. Um, would you consider the NHL make two defensemen trophies, one for offensive defensemen and one for defensive defensemen? I agree that, like, we should definitely be giving – we okay, so we should have 
a similar thing. You know how we had the Selkie Trophy for forwards, like the best defensive yeah. forward. We should have the same thing for like a defense. Like I'm kind of surprised. Like like we have the heart, and we have that. So like, I do think that they should be doing that because I don't. I think that like defensive defensemen are very underrated and they're very vital for team success, especially in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So. I do think that they should have like more like the best defense defensive defenseman kind of thing, like similar to like what the Selkie is, but just for defensemen. You I think overall, all overall, we're both trying to convey is that defensive defensemen need more recognition in the league. Exactly. They're very, very underrated, especially for team success. They're vital. I, I cannot agree more, brother. So, um, now let's get into the central division. Yeah, that took a while. Um, Kyle Connor, I think, is a good pick from Winnipeg. Uh, he's been having a good season. Very underrated forward. Uh, I no, I think you feel the same way about Kyle Connor. Um, mm. Same thing with Alex Dabrinkit. Um, Kirill Kaprizov, we talked about him already, so no surprise there. Uh, Clayton Keller. So I know I brought up Arizona earlier, and I didn't mean to pick on Arizona, but Clayton Keller is actually having a very good season. I was just watching um, Hockey Central before I hopped on this, and they were talking a lot about Clayton Keller, and I didn't realize how much of a great productive season he is having for Arizona. Uh, so yes. good on the guy, and uh, honestly, like keep keep pumping those tires, buddy, because uh, you know Clayton Keller. Uh, I know everybody shot on him when he got that huge extension of a contract because he didn't perform the year after. Uh, but you know, man, he's not slumping now, and he he he's looking pretty elite. So uh, I think Clayton Keller is going to be a pretty special player for the Coyotes. I uh, totally I agree. Did, I don't really. I, thi- I mean, potentially you could like maybe make an argument that Phil Kessel could get in, but I still think that Clayton Keller deserved it, honestly, uh, as he Phil, leads the team both in goals and points. Personally, Phil is a, a pick of mine. I, I did vote Phil in for last man and, and the all-star captain, but, you know, that's not happening. We need a cult behind it. We need to see Phil another all-star game. Phil um, Thrill. Phil, hot dog Phil Kessel, baby. Let's go, Philly. Phil and cheesesteaks, my guy. Uh, so next is Jordan Cairo. Um, I didn't even know this guy existed until this year, to be honest with you. Uh, same thing with Robert Thomas, but th- they're in the league and they're quite good. Um, I am surprised to see him as the St. Louis pick. I was very shocked it wasn't Vlad Tarasenko for the uh, revival tour he's going on right now. Like, Vlad is doing very good. I'm surprised it wasn't Vlad. But I'm happy it's Jordan Cairo. Yeah, I agree. I actually didn't – I had no idea who Jordan Cairo is before this season, not going to lie. But it is very good to see that he is producing at a very, very high level as he leads the Blues in both – Goals and assists. Oh, actually, so no, never mind. He's down by like one assist to Robert Thomas, There's but no he is guy. also plus minus of plus 10. And I just think it's really good that he's doing this production. Also considering that many people didn't know that he existed before this I mean, year. It's really good to see. It is good. It's, it's nice to see a fresh face. And on that note, this all-star game, if I'm correct, I think it might have the most first time all-stars ever. Honestly, it could be. I know there's a lot of first-time All-Stars. Here, at the end of this, we'll break it down for you guys. We'll see which division has the most uh, first-time All-Stars, and we'll count up the total. Well, I I already can tell you who it is right now, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, (laughs) Then you got your ex-Shark, Sharks legend, Joe Pavelski. No surprise there. Uh, I probably would have wanted to see Jason Robertson, um, but that's okay. I'm, I'm good with Pavelski, to be honest with you. I love Pavelski. He deserves you it. Love, you love him to bits, buddy. 
And then the kind of question mark I have here is the goalies. Um, I like Soros. I think Soros is a good pick, but the 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 off one for me is Talbot. I don't right. know why. I don't know why he's going and Connor Hellebuck isn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I get what you mean. Like I'm a little confused there. That that is my only question mark to this division is why? Where is Connor Hellebuck? Uh, I don't know how good or bad of a season Hellebuck and Talbot are having, so I couldn't say. But just as a personal uh, fan who watches the game quite a bit, where is Connor Hellebuck? Okay, so I just looked up his uh, stats. So Cam Talbot has played 24 games. So he has a 15-8 to record, but Hellebuck has played 32 games, 14, 12, and 6 record. So my best guess – oh, sorry, and Talbot has one OT loss. So my best guess is there's a separation as in like uh, the winning and I'm pretty sure that's what determined the all-star. Cause if you look at their safe percentage, well, it's nine Oh nine for Talbot and nine thirteen for Halibuck. So it's pretty negligible. So I do think that the records is what uh, separates them. That's fair enough. Just, just, I think you would have felt the same way, not knowing what the stats were. We're like, where's Halibuck? Cause Halibuck is a very elite goaltender. Oh yeah, no, he's very elite. I do think he should have been in place of Talbot, but I'm not like that mad about yeah. it either. Like it could have gone either way, it, it's and nice the deciding it's factor nice. was obviously the winning. It's a nice, it, well, it, just to sum it up, man, it's, it's nice to see a change of scenery. Just maybe wrong player. <laughs> um, now the Atlantic Division. I'm going to let you talk about the first guy on the list here, the Ottawa Senator, because you are a newly acquired Sens fan. So I'll let you talk about uh, your buddy here. All right, so Drake Batherson, I've seen a few of their games, and it's been pretty – I've enjoyed them, and I think uh, Drake Batherson's a really good player. He has – I'm pretty – I have to go double-check this, but he has the most points on the Senators right now. So – and as well, like, I mean, I would like to see Brady Kachuk uh, with Batherson, but uh, I'm not mad that, like, Batherson got in. So, like, for me, you could have gone either way, but I'm not mad that Batherson can get in because he t- he deserved to get in there. 100% feel. Then you got uh, Patty B, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, I don't like Boston at all, so I'm not going to comment on this. Uh, but yeah, good for him. So let's move on to the next guy. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, dude, unreal player. Such an underrated guy. I am extremely happy that Huberto made it. I am too. He is, I didn't even know this before, but he is like the fourth most amount of points or like second, mo- like between fourth and second most in points. And I just didn't even realize. And it was really crazy just how underrated his season is right now. Because I'm pretty sure he's like 56 points or something. It's it's insane. So he good is, for Huberto. He's also on pace to get 110-ish, I think they said. 110-ish, somewhere there. Yeah, he's on pace for a 100-point season. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Dylan Larkin. And honestly, man, I'm actually really happy to see Dylan Larkin back in an All-Star game because I'm excited to watch this guy in the fastest skater go against McDavid. There, oh, 100%. There needs to be a rematch. Uh, that's because Larkin has the record, right? Or is it McDavid now who has the fastest? No, I'm record? okay. I know when the race like Larkin beat him, but I'm pretty sure it was because like he started a little bit ahead. If I'm not no, mistaken, who holds the record? It was Larkin last. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Larkin. So I don't know. Maybe pot- potentially there's an All Star Game record break this year with the fastest skater. Hmm. 
Next is uh, your boy, Austin Matthews, Austin the Cheeks Matthews, the legend himself. Um, perennial Rocket Richard winner once Ovi retires, but no, I'm kidding. He, he's even going to win it with Ovi in the league. Matthews is an unreal superstar. Not much more to say on him. Next is Steven Stamkos, like, whatever. <laughs> he's hey, there. Do you look good for him. He's, he's, he's in there. It. So that's good. It's very good. It's also good to see him bounce back from all the injuries that he's had in the past few years. It's very good to see. It's good to see he's still on Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, next is uh, Nick Suzuki. And uh, if you guys don't know, I am a Leaf fan. I don't think I made it too, too obvious. So I despise Montreal and Boston. So I'm not going to talk about Nick Suzuki, but I'm surprised they actually sent somebody from Montreal to the All-Star game, considering how bad they are this year. I probably would have sent their assistant coach. So, yeah, and uh, now on to Buffalo. Hey, you, hey, wait, first, I got to get my word on Montreal. I do like Suzuki, how he's in, but I personally would put in Tyler Toffoli just because, like, there is a big difference not only in, like, just, like, um, the points per game, but just the, also the plus minus, which also indicates, like, defensive presence, whereas – so Nick Suzuki has a negative 15, whereas Tyler Toffoli has a negative 2. So negatives all around. I personally would have sent Michael Pizzetta. Bruh. But yeah, <laughs> just, I'm pretty sure the reason Toffoli wasn't selected is because he hasn't played enough games because he only, he's only played 29. So That's true. And uh, mm. next we got uh, Rasmus. I don't think he's King Rasmus, but we got Rasmus. Um, who are you really going to send from Buffalo, to be honest? Uh, Jeff Skinner? Uh, like I don't know who you're going to send from Buffalo. Um you know they lost their 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 face of their franchise, so now they got to revert to this guy and let's see how long this dude wants to stick around. But uh, yeah, the Buffalo sent Rasmus Dalin. Uh, I really hope Buffalo doesn't pull a Jack Eichel on him, where they put all the weight of the franchise on his shoulder, because I think that's just going to drive him away also. And I don't think it's going to be like a never-ending cycle of first-round draft pick, like first overall picks that just get want to leave Buffalo. Um, yeah, I think the man. Like I'm just going to give a little of my opinion on the management. I think the management there is a little, little shitty. I think they got to rethink that a bit because there's no way a superstar just walks away like that, dude. You should have let them, let them get the surgery and just mm-hmm. know, suck it up. Like what, wh- what is the problem with that? Dude, it's a human being. Are you going to control this guy's life? He signed, like he didn't sign his life away to you guys. You know, if he wants to get a neck surgery, let the guy get us neck surgery. You know what I mean? I do think that you should got the surgery. Yeah. You, definitely a bat like it was definitely not the greatest decision to not let him get the surgery and, let's and be unfortunately that caught unfortunately that just cost jet uh jack eichel and let's be honest here the the the, the, the return they got for eichel was shit like it was bad mm-hmm. like dude what jacob chikrin is gonna fetch is gonna be better than what uh got for jack eichel yeah totally like, dude, that was a horrendous package. Like, okay, Peyton Krebs, he's decent. Well, he's a 27 or 2018 draft pick. Hasn't really broken into the league yet. Okay, Alex Tuck, established top six forward. Okay, how long does he want to stick around there, right? Then what did they get, a first and a second as well? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, what? where's that first going to be, Liam? You want to tell me how far down that first is going to be? It's not going to be in the lot. It's not going to be in the lottery. So, like, why did you get that? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely was an underwhelming return, but unfortunately, like the his trade out just went down the toilet. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. It just 
And that's just only the toilet. And, yeah, that's only Buffalo's fault. Buffalo created that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but on Rasmus Dahlin, it's actually great to see him make it. Very, it's very good for the guy, yeah, as I think he's a uh, future cornerstone of a franchise. So hopefully, it's good to see. Hopefully, uh, we kind of broke our rule on talking about the last man in, so I'm gonna just kind of revert from saying that. Uh, but we'll continue down the list. Uh, we got the two Tampa guys here. We got the Russian and the Swede. We got Victor Hedman, which is just a dope defenseman, just a great guy. Great mm-hmm. guy to have on your team, man. Like that's that is a quarterback and a half on your decor, dude. He will plow anything, uh, block any shot, clap any bomb he needs, and uh, yeah, man, he's a perennial Norris Trophy candidate. Every oh yeah, no, Victor year. Hedman's very good, very good. And uh, then you got Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, I say that because he is quite a lucky guy. Uh, I know we talked about this earlier. I said he's overrated. You believe he's good where he is. Uh, yep. So I'll let, you, I'll let you talk about him first, and then I'll give my opinion about him. I do like Vasilevsky, as I do think he's the best goaltender in the league. But honestly, like, I just believe that Vasilevsky is just very – I'm not going to say, like, overrated or underrated, but I just think that he's a very, very good player, and just everyone knows that. I mean, even this year, like, he's had 23 wins, 7 losses, 3 OT losses, with a 9-2-2 save percentage. So maybe not, like, crazy pop-out, especially compared to someone like Tristan Jari, but I still think, like, he is the – I would say he's the quarterback of the Tampa Bay, and he's also cornerstone to Stanley Cup wins uh, in the past two years. I disagree with you completely. I think Vasilevsky's a very lucky goaltender. I think he's good. I'm not going to say he's shit. I think he's good. I think if you took away the defense core that Tampa has in front of them, McDonough, Shurnak, Sergachev, and Hedman, how good is Andre Vasilevsky? Really? I still think he's going to put up like these kind of – I still believe that he'll be putting up very similar numbers. I think he'd be average. I, I think the defense core on Tampa has something to do with – There's like that's a, Tampa arguably has the best top four in the league. Mm-hmm. I, they probably do. Um had the same top four decor for the last um, two, three years, your numbers are going to be pretty good. Um, I don't personally hate Vasilevsky. I got nothing against the guy. I just think he's overhyped for what he is. Like, I think people need to pay closer attention to what's in front of him before they say, oh, he's the best goalie in the league. I, I And I'm not going to be biased and say it's Jack Campbell because I don't think it's Jack Campbell. I think it's a toss of the three guys, and Vasilevsky's not one of them. I do disagree, but I do understand where you're coming from. So, yeah, that's all I got to say on uh, Vasilevsky. I do think it's a very good choice. So, I'll I'll finish off the division with the 2022 or 2021-22 Vesna Trophy winner, Jack Campbell. I'm calling it right now. Jack will win Vesna. (laughs) Don't quote me on it. Uh, Campbell's had a great season. Campbell's an extremely underrated dude with an amazing story. Like, the way this guy has worked through the adversity to get where he is now. Like, good on this guy. And people just keep underrating this guy, and he keeps proving people wrong. And that's what I love about this dude, man. He's got an amazing attitude. He's got a great work ethic, and the Leafs have a special player in this guy, and he's going to take them to the promised land. Boom. That's it. Mike drop on Jack Campbell. He's a very good player. He's a very, very good goaltender and definitely deserves the All-Star game. Liam, I'm 100%. Gonna... No question about it. There we go. Liam, I'm going to – 
set this one out. I have one dude that I want to specifically talk about in the Metro, but I'm going to let you talk about the Metro. I'm going to just let – I'm going to hear your opinion. Go for it. Okay. Looking at the Metro division, it is definite – one of them that sticks out to me actually is Chris Kreider. I didn't really expect him to be in the All-Star game. And uh, let's just see. what Who else is here? Oh, and as well, Adam Pellick. Like, I looked at uh, his, his stats compared to Matthew Barstow, who I thought was going to make it. And obviously, it's hard to compare a defenseman to a forward. I do understand that, but there is a pretty... I would say there's a sizable difference between the two. So, let me pull up his stats. So... Oh, I messed that up. Whoops. But I'm pretty sure Barzell in like 30 games has like 24 points, I believe. Whereas Adam Pellick in like 30 games has, I think, 10 points. 10 points, yeah. If I'm looking at that, yeah. So he has 10 points. I will say there is a difference in like the plus minus. So Barzell's in minus three and Pellick is a plus 10. But even with that, I just think there's too big of a differential on offense, especially to where like I don't I don't believe that Pelic should have made it over Barzell. Also, another reason that he could have made it. Actually, I was about to say the uh, the defenseman argument, but that really only that doesn't apply to this one as this one has no, three no. defensemen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to point out. This is the division with the most defensemen. Hmm. Kreider, Kreider's having a great season, so I don't know why you think he would come out. Because uh, he, he's tied with Ovi for lead league in goals with 29. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that, but I honestly thought Panarin was going to make it. For, but I'm at the same time, like, I'm not that really... That guy like, is overrated. Dude, Artemi okay. Panarin is overrated. I'm okay, sorry. okay, wait, hold Okay, wait, what makes him overrated? He is a good player. He's just overrated. He got he got paid way too much money for what he is. I will say he's I, I wouldn't say he's like okay, I would say he's overplayed, but I'd say like maybe only slightly. Like he's definitely in the ballpark of around 9 to 10 million dollars in my you're opinion. Telling, you're telling me that this guy's better than Jonathan Huberto? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like he should be paid like a super, like a superstar, as I believe he's one of the superstars of the New York Rangers team, along with Fox. Fox is the best player on the uh, Fox and somebody else. Do you think Igor Shesterkin got snubbed? Yes. But who would you replace him with? Wow. So let me just go look at. Okay, so Anderson made it and Jari made it. Now, this is a very tough one, honestly, because I looked at their stats earlier, and oh my gosh, they have this is the stacked, stacked goalie division. I didn't realize how stacked it was before uh, looking at their stat. It's crazy, because both Anderson and Jari have a 9-2-8 save percentage with a, like a 22-6-7 record. Both of them, right? And it's really, really good to see. But I do think Shesterkin did get snubbed because if I'm pretty sure if I can pull up his stats, so he has a 9.36 save percentage with a 19 to 4 win to loss ratio. Well, I'm not counting the OT losses, but you know, you know what I mean. There's not 
I don't think that like it's a big enough I, difference for. I, I agree him with not you. I, I I definitely think Shosturkin should have been in, but mm-hmm. I don't think I think taking Freddie out would be stupid. I think Freddie should stay because Freddie is Freddie was also the best goalie in the league up until the last month. Yes, I would. I guess the thing. Yeah, I guess what I was trying to hint at, which probably didn't come across, is that like. He's definitely been snubbed, but I can't really think of a player like of either Jari or Anderson that I'd really take over him because they've all had amazing seasons, like undoubtedly amazing. But I will also point out that with the, at least between Jari and Shesterkin, Jari has started in, I believe, seven more games. So that could also affect like how much wins he has compared to uh, Shesterkin. But... I'm not – I do think he was snubbed, but at the same time, like, he doesn't really – it's hard to choose uh, him or Jari or Anderson. So if you were to pick one snub for each division, what, who would your snub players be? Mm, that's a good question. Let's see, so I'll start, you off. The Met- hmm? I'll start you off with the Metro. Um, I think we're going to both have the same answer. You want to say it on three? Okay. One, Shesterkin. two, Shesterkin, yeah. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just cut the day. Everyone knows that he was uh, snubbed. Okay, Atlantic, I'll let you go first. I think you know what I'm going to say. I have two players. Same team, my team. Mm. I was going to say, I do think Riley was snubbed. I think you got one on the head. The other guy that I think was snubbed was William Nylander. Mm-hmm. Like, if this wasn't a participation game, like Nathan McKinnon said, I definitely see Nylander replacing Nick Suzuki. Yes. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree with that. But, yeah, since we're playing underneath, like, the like I guess, the division stuff, it just kind of is how it is. But, yeah, I definitely do agree that Nylander was a snub. I do think, though, like, Riley was especially a snub. Riley, Riley gets snubbed every single year. It's, it's I would I would put him over Darlene if I had to choose, but since uh, we're already like not we're not doing it by like conference or like one team per uh, not one team per player. You, you uh, know what? Unfortunately, Riley was just the snub. You know what though? I was looking at it and something stood out to me. Can you believe that Tampa Bay is sending more players than Vegas is to their own All Star game? Yeah, I mean, like, they're all very good players. Like, I'm not, like, really, like, mad about it or, like, I'm not really. But, yeah, it's just kind of interesting to point out. Because I think they have three players going, right? Stamkos, the Headman, and and Vazzy. I I just think it's weird, especially the host team doesn't at least have three. I'm trying to harp on that because, you know, when I like like to watch the All-Star games, I'm like, oh, who would the host team send, right? Because – Sometimes when the host team gets to send extra guys, like they get to send four or five guys, sometimes you're like, oh, you might see someone you probably won't see at an all-star game, right? Like, I don't think you're ever going to see Shea Theodore at an all-star game. So this was going to be like, for me, I'd be like, oh, is Shea Theodore going to go? That'd be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so the Central Division, I got two snubs here. Uh, I'd replace Cam Talbot with Connor Hallibuck, like I mentioned before. And also I put probably Vlad Tarasenko somewhere in there. What about you? I wouldn't really – I'm not, like, super mad that Talibut made it, but I do think Vladimir uh, Tarasenko did get snubbed. I would – I'm looking at a list. I would probably put him instead of Clayton Keller, but, yeah, that's basically all I have to say. Like, if anything, I would choose uh, Tarasenko over Keller, but at the same time, like, it's fine, like, how it is. 
So and uh, I want you to be biased for this last pick, Pacific. Who would you put in as your snub? Hurdle. Hurdle. I'm gonna say Theodore. Mm, so I okay. think those are some good picks. Um, so to wrap up quick with the uh, the All Star game, it seems like we've been talking about this forever. We we still will for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, agree or disagree for the last man in? Uh, I'll just ramble off the names quick, and you just say agree or disagree and why. Um, Mika's abandoned, which ended up turning into Jay Gensel. Agree or disagree? Agree. You you wouldn't want to see Shesterkin as the last man in. The only reason I'm saying no is because it, I don't think they want to have three goalies in. But if push comes to shove, then yeah. Like, if there was a like a third goalie, then yeah, I would put in Shesterkin. But since they probably don't want to have three goalies, I'm fine with like Mika's agenda with obviously turned into Jake Gensel. Very good. I disagree with that. And I, you already reiterated what I said, the three goalie thing. My pick would have been Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like the same pick with the snubs, so I'm not going to harp too much or talk too much about that. Um, Steven Stamkos, agree or disagree? I agree. Agree? Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree there again. <laughs> Nazem Kadri, agree or disagree? Oh, agree 100%. Like, the, I, there, there shouldn't have been a question that he should have been in the All-Star game. He absolutely should. So it's great to see him that he got in as a last man in. It is kind of weird, though, because he's, like, what, top, like, seven in scoring this season, so. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's nice to see another X leap in there. Um, I think I think it was a bang-on prediction once Nathan McKinnon came out and said what he said, like, he'd rather have Kadri over him. I think after those statements were said, I think – and I don't even think the voting really gave, gave a shit anymore about the Central Division. I think it was just a lock from the start for Kadri to go. I'm not – I mean, I do see where you're coming from. I just – I don't think there was a question whether Kadri was going to be in her. I think he was just going to be in no matter what because he's just played way above even a lot of the all-stars in this year. So oh, I just 100%. Don't think it was a question. And the Pacific Division being, uh, who was it? Troy Terry. That, another one, that's another given. He's top in the points and he's been playing amazing for Anaheim. Really nice to see this guy finally breaking out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good to see. And before we head into some event predictions, dude, the amount of first-time All-Stars here, one, two, three, four, five in the Pacific, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen in the Central, 13 in the Central Pacific, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. There is 20 first-time All-Stars at this game. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot. That, Wait, I think we're missing I, a division. Nope, we're that missing was all, the uh, Metro Division. No, that was all four. I was all four. Well, how about the Atlanta? Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I, got I all four. in my head. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, it's a lot, and, and it's very take, good to see. Take in that if you're not named Nathan McKinnon, Joe Pavelski, or Clayton Keller, everybody in the Central Division is a first-time All-Star. Yeah, wow. it is. It's so a lot, very, but you know what? It's very good to see some new faces. I do is. like it. It is. Uh, we'll just wrap it up and basically say it. It's going to be a very inexperienced all-star game, if that makes sense. It's going to be just. It's going to be weird, right? Like you normally, you normally see people like Crosby or uh, Dowdy, like you mentioned, or Eric Carlson, or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, give me Burns. Give me, Burns. Or give me. Give me somebody else. 
popular name, popular name. Uh, Malkin. Malkin or uh, crap. I'm I'm sitting blanking out here. <laughs> Brandon Gallagher, no. Uh, Shea Weber, Carey Price, um, mm-hmm. John Tavares. Well, John Tavares. I miss right? Subban on the scene in the All Star games. I lo- I love P- Subban. P P K Subban, my guy. He loves to slufa. We should have had a slufa competition for him. What a guy, PK. Um, on to some event predictions. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know what's going on with all the events. I don't know who's in what event. Uh, from what I can think and what kind, what what we can think of, right? Um, mm-hmm. like we can't really predict the shootout or the breakaway challenge or whatever it's called. Um, I guess what we can first start off predicting is like, who do you think the two teams that are going to face off in the final is like for the three on three? Like, who do you think? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here, here, give me your picks. Who do you think are going to make the finals? From the inexperience of the central division, I definitely think they'll lose to the Pacific. Okay. Okay. I, well, the Pacific, look, you got, you got McDavid and Dreisaitl. I think that really sums it up. So I think the Pacific will move on from the West and from the East. Uh, They're both pretty even teams in the East. I'm not going to lie. Like some of the shittier guys cancel each other out, right? Like Hughes and Batherson kind of cancel each other out. Pelican, like Darlene cancel each other out. And I'm not saying these guys are evenly matched. I'm not in no way, shape or form. I'm just saying like they're kind of um, quote unquote, like um, I guess they're, they're the lower tier of all stars. That's no, what you're trying lower, to say. Lower, yeah. lower, lower tier of all stars. Right? All right. you got and then you can have like Suzuki cancel out Gensel. So, like, really, you got Hubert O, Larkin, Matthew, Stamkos, Edmund Vazzi, and Campbell going up against Freddie Jari. So, I think in the goaltending, the Atlantic have them beat. I think in the, def- the defense, I think the, um, the Metro has us beat because, you know, we only have one dude, really, if you take out Darlene. Yeah. I think for the forwards, we win. So, I'm going to say the Atlantic faces the Pacific. And from that point on, because of the weakness of the Pacific goaltending and because I'm a biased Leaf fan, the Pacific, I think the Atlantic will defeat the Pacific in the final. Okay, okay. I also do agree that the Pacific will make it just because I think they just have uh, arguably the most, like not necessarily star power, but most like firepower in like the out of the divisions. But uh, from the Atlantic and the Metro, I'm like, it's pretty close. Um, but I would actually say the Metro because I just think they have more of the, not necessarily like upper tier all-stars. I just think they have, for the most part, have, uh, are more balanced and, uh, like more offensively capable than the Atlantic division. Not necessarily saying they're not like that, like they're definitely very good, but I just think that like the Metropolitan just has more people who can produce more points than the Atlantic division. And on top of that, uh, the Metro has really strong goaltending, like the strongest in all, but out of the Metro the, the, and the, Met- the Metro has better goaltending than the Atlantic. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Really? Okay. All right. Well, that's a, that's I'm just a basing good. it off this season, by the way. That's okay. Well, I I, heads I, up. I'm basing it off this season. Oh I do believe God. that the Metro has better goaltending than the Atlantic, at least just for this season. But so that's so your final would be Metro v Pacific, and then what are you saying? Who wins it all? Pacific. 
My Sharks fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, we all cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're biased. We're biased. Um, I'm gonna. Well, we can technically make two more predictions on the event. Uh, we can do fastest skater and hardest shot. Hey, I think. Okay. For, okay. I, wait. For I, fastest I for, skater. It's McDavid. Um, <laughs> nope, I'm going with Dylan Larkin. I'm going. No with the guy okay. the okay. I'm going yes. Dylan Larkin. So we'll we'll, we'll follow up when uh, the All Star Game finishes. We'll we'll um, address this in another podcast. But I I will say Dylan Larkin wins fastest skater. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Dark horse to win that will also be Nathan McKinnon. Do you agree? For fact, no. Nate, a dark horse to win the event, Nathan McKinnon for fastest skater, really? Yeah. Wow. Also, I'm not gonna lie, I would not be surprised if someone like Kale McCarr was in the fastest skater. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Who my dark horse was, ironically, Clayton Keller. But I do think it's gonna be between like Larkin and McDavid, and I just think that McDavid is definitely gonna beat uh, Larkin. But you know what? No, I I totally botched that. No, I was talking about Kale McCarr. The fastest skater. Oh, whoops! Sorry, sorry. I'm a Clayton. <laughs> sorry, I'm... yeah. You talked about Clayton Keller. I just realized <laughs> I'm a different that. one. Clayton Keller, different K, Kale or Keller, whatever. Um, yeah, no, actually... my bad. But yeah, I do think uh, Clayton Keller is a dark horse. That's he's my dark horse. What about accuracy shooting? I think Matthews. I was gonna say that too. I, no, I don't. I don't think there's anybody here that could challenge Matthews for accuracy. Mm-hmm. Especially considering that most of the time, like at least the accuracy stuff is like wrist shots and like timed. And I think that like Matthews has the best like not just like really power, but like accuracy, like the best combination in the league. So and that's why it, that's why it takes the Leafs so long to set up the power play, dude. They always want to get it to him for the shot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, let's go last but not least, hardest shot. Hmm. I'm, I'm staring right now at one dude and one dude only. I'm not going to pick anybody else. Okay. Who you say? Okay. Okay. Who, who's your pick? Who's your pick? Why don't, why don't you take a guess? This, this, this shouldn't be rocket science. I got one dude only. It's not Matthews. I was going to say, if it's like Hedman. Nope. Hmm. Captain the Metro. Yep. I think yeah, it's Ovi. Good. And I I think Ovi shoots like 103 or 105. Yeah, he he shot he didn't shoot that much like below Chara's like record setting number. I, I definitely think Ovi's gonna hit the 103 to 105 range. I shot. actually I agree with that. Yeah. I do think that Ovi's gonna win it, but I do think my dark horse is probably Victor Hedman. I would I would agree. I, I think besides those two guys, maybe Matthews tries it. I don't think he'll win. I'm not gonna say he's gonna win. I don't think he would. There's not really anybody. Petrangelo will probably shoot, I would say. Mm-hmm. But besides that, man, there is not many people to shoot hardest shot. Like, there's nobody, nobody in the central that I think is going to shoot hardest shot. I agree. Yeah. In the I Atlantic, think, I do believe Hedman. I don't think Darlene would shoot. I don't think maybe Stamkos. Hardest shot. Oh yeah, Stamkos. I still and, think Victor Hammond would be like a dark horse, but yeah, no, Stamkos yeah. would definitely like be a worthy contender. And honestly, Fox, Pelican, Wawenski, they don't have hard shots, so I would not see any of them shooting. Mm-hmm. I could also see Kreider doing pretty well in the competition. I don't think so, but I think like the like no, you know what? Giroux maybe. Oh really? Giroux. Giroux has a pretty hard shot for being a smaller dude. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
I guess so, we'll kind of, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll That's the fun part about the All Star Game. We don't know what's gonna happen. It's unpredictable. Exactly. And just just to leave the the fight, we'll, we're gonna kill off this conversation about the All Star Game after one little thing. Your opinion on Trevor Zegers going to the All Star Game? I mean, I'm I'm I personally am fine with it. I don't really see an issue with it. I mean, he's going there like for the breakaway challenge, so yeah, I think it's fine. Do you think it's kind of shitty to other teams that like someone like Zegers goes? I wouldn't really say it in like that kind of way. Like I do think he deserved it, but I do kind of see where you're coming from. Like how like, a rookie made it to like an All Star skill, uh, like the All Star weekend. No, I could no, see because, how like no, some because, teams could be because so no, because because rookies make it all the time, right? Like Brock Besser made it when he was a rookie, Matthews when he was a rookie, and so on and so forth. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is, do you think? Because I saw a lot of people get salty about like, where's Raymond? Where's Sider? Where's uh, Nadelkovich? That's all Red Wings players. Where's um, Lundell, right? Like, where's right. all these other rookies? Like, do you think these people should be salty about that? Or do you think they should kind of just suck it up and say, hey, he's only going for one event? They should suck it up. He's only, he's only going for one event, and I, and I just think he's earned it. I'm not saying the others didn't earn it, but I'm just saying, like, he's earned it. So I don't think you should take it away from him, you know? I totally agree, man. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's let's wrap up this podcast here with um, um, a situation that happened in the East Coast Hockey League uh, a couple days ago. I forget the two. Well, I forget the first guy involved, the guy who made the gesture, but it was towards Jordan Subban, who is uh, PK Subban's brother and a player of color. Um, from what I can remember, of how I read the situation is that the um, what is the guy's name? Can you look his name up? Because I don't. I, I really don't want to go into this without knowing his name. It's something Panetta. I know it's that. It's something Panetta. Yeah. You're, let me there. look it up. Because I do want to address this. Is it Michael Panetta? It's Jacob. Jacob Panetta. Panetta. Um, yeah, so basically there was a scrum, and I guess Panetta's a tough guy from what I was reading. Uh, and uh, he he made kind of like a, a a burly man gesture towards Jordan Subban, and um, I'm not defending this guy. I don't want to defend this guy because what I think he did was absolutely stupid. Um, and it like it was it was viewed as like and it was he was doing like a like kind of like an ape right and uh, it, it, which is an extremely racist gesture. Um, I don't think he should have done that at all. There's no place for that in this world. And most importantly, hockey, like the whole thing with the, uh, the Hockey Diversity Alliance, like that, that all started because of Akeem Aliyu and the racism he experienced in Calgary. You know, why, why is this still a thing, right? Like hockey is for everyone. You know, your race, your gender, your sexuality, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, right? Ho- hockey, not just hockey, like everything in the world is, is available to everyone. It, it shouldn't be blocked off by anything. And I just think it's so stupid for the ECHL to only suspend this guy for 30 games and not just terminate him for good. I, I think that you should have terminated him. I do think so. I think it is unacceptable and that there's no place in any professional sport or even life in general where that should be tolerated. I just think it's stupid and childish and buddy should have a black eye because of that. And, you know, 
he should go find a new job. I don't even think he should be worthy of a job, dude. No one, no one's gonna want this guy after something like that. That is extremely unacceptable. There's no place in the world for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It is unacceptable, and yeah, he should not be in this. He should not be in professional sports or any really job for that matter. It's unacceptable. So the the best thing to do, hold this guy accountable for his actions and take this as a positive situation and build on from this. Like PK Subban said today in his interview, you know, don't think of it as a problem for my brother. Think of it as a problem for the whole black community and let's defeat racism together and continue to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Not just in hockey as a sport, but you know, here, this podcast is for anyone, no matter who you are. Anything you want to do in the world, no matter who you are, go do it. Nobody's going to stop you from doing it. If someone stops you from doing something because of who you are or what you believe in, that's wrong. Mm, it is wrong. This, this is it's a free world, man. You got you to gotta live it to the most. Mm-hmm. So uh, to close this off, I'm DJ Dirty Dangles. I'm going to dangle through the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs defense core and uh, snipe on Timothy Lilligan bar down. Liam the Laser Ahonan's also here. Uh, we're so happy to be back. Uh, we really enjoyed recording this episode for you guys. We hope you really like it when it hits the air. Um, thank you so much for listening. And if you really enjoy our podcast, I don't mean to plug us, but we do have Instagram. It's at the Chell Chat Podcast. If you want to check us out. Uh, yeah, go check us out. We got John Tavares as our cover boy there with his missing teeth. Um, and also, if you really, really, really like this podcast, please rate us. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you want yeah. to start a forum on what you would like to hear on the podcast, please hit us up on the Instagram, as uh, we mentioned, and just write in the comments or DM us what you want to hear. And if you got a personal, like, you know, a personal thing about hockey, not like personal opinion, personal opinion about some, you know, controversial hockey, you know, as long as it's, you know, within within the means, uh, DM us. And if you want to come on for a segment, sure, man, we'd love to talk with you. We are all about talking hockey. This is uh, the Chell Chad podcast for crying out loud. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time.